if one woman has the courage to keep on going to surrender her situation to God, it was like God had to deal with me like, hey, is that not enough? Like you're on earth, but you're an eternal citizen. So if one woman has the courage to keep fighting because of a podcast you did or a guest you had on the show, is that not enough for you? This is She Beats It, your weekly reminder that no challenge is greater than God. We share stories of real Christian women beating the odds in life and business. This is the place where women overcome. This is where she beats it, whatever it is. Welcome to the She Beats It podcast. I'm your host, Brittany King self-proclaimed hope dealer and God-centered girl. What's up, y'all? I have something funny. So y'all know how I say I'm the host. I'm thinking about saying I'm the hostess. I don't know. I was just feeling like I should have said that right then. (laughs) Y'all let me know what y'all think. We are in the last full week of September 2019. I'm excited. As of yesterday, there were 99 days left in the year. What are y'all going to do with these 99 days God may give you? What are y'all going to do with it? I want to know. Let me know. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you are leaving a five-star review of the podcast and an audio message. So y'all are going to hear later what happens when you leave an audio message in the podcast. But thank you so much for that. Today, we're just going to talk about this title that I think it's important, and it's called Pay Attention to Your Own Work. Y'all hear me? Pay attention to your own work. So a few weeks ago, I shared with y'all that I gave this speech. I was talking really fast, y'all, so I'm going to slow down. I gave this speech to about 300 women. We were talking about the definition of love. One of the illustrations I used with them was that, you know, on August 20th, 2018, I was diagnosed with cancer. August 20th, 2019, I was at the doctor having all these tests done to see if my cancer had returned a year to the day. But I talked about how the doctor was like, no, you're fine. We don't think there's any more cancer. So, you know, all of us rejoiced in that room. We did a praise break. And so that was a few weeks ago. Well, fast forward to this past week, I have been experiencing increasing pain in my breast that had the cancer in it. And then It ended up getting really swollen, red, itchy, hot to the touch, all of the things that are not good, right? I'm just going to say that. Every symptom that you don't want, essentially, I had. And so I had gone to my doctor when I started experiencing the swelling and everything. That was a Thursday. I had gone to my doctor Monday of that week, and he was just quite rude. He was dismissive. He was irritated that I follow up with him all the time, which is not going to stop because we have to advocate for ourselves. And so he didn't allow me the opportunity to share some of my symptoms, some of the things that were going on because he was so busy telling me off. All right. So fast forward Thursday, Friday, all of these things started happening. And then it gets to the point where I was experiencing some other issues. And so I was like, you know what? I really feel like I need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. That was a Sunday afternoon. I went to the hospital, had all these other tests done and found out, you know, what I was concerned about was a thing, but it wasn't a thing. I don't know if y'all could read in between the lines there. It was something to be concerned about, but we have yet to identify what that is. So we're leaving the hospital. I'm like, the doctor comes in and tells me, let me back up. The doctor comes in and tells me, hey, you know, we're going to let you go home. The additional testing that needs to be done, we cannot do here in the emergency room. 
So I'm like, okay, you know, it's time for me to break out of the hospital, right? I always say I break out of there. So my mom is driving me home because the medications they have given me have made me extremely sleepy. So I'm just giggly. I'm feeling good because I got a whole bunch of medicine in me, Um, but I'm exhausted. So we're getting home. We get to my neighborhood and my mom is driving behind someone in a truck. And so, you know, my mom is like, hey, we got to get home. She had to be to work the next morning. And I don't even know. I think it was like close to 11 o'clock p.m. at this time. So she has to be to work the next morning. I have to be at work as well. I work from home, so it's a little bit less stressful for me. But my mom had to go into, you know, her place of work. So she's trying to get home and this person is driving like a turtle. Really? Really, dude? Like you gonna drive super slow as if he knew that we were trying to get home. That's a whole nother podcast. But anyway, so he's driving slow. He ends up turning off to the right, right? We're going straight. He ends up turning off to the right. I guess we were assuming that he got the sense that, hey, these people are in a hurry. Let me just get out of their way. So he turns off to the right and he stops at this house on the corner. And so my mom is watching him stop at the house. She's like, what, you know, she's not saying this, but I know she's thinking it because like, I know my mom. So she's probably like, what is he doing? So anyways, my mom ends up turning left, right? So now we're at a, like a four-way stop. He stopped at the house on the corner to the right of the stop sign, right? We're we're four-way stop. He's at the right, stopped at this house. My mom turns to the left. She starts driving down the street. I'm like, mom, what, what, where are you going? This is not my street. And she's like, oh, girl, I was so busy looking at him. I didn't even pay attention. So we ended up turning left on the street. That's not my street. It was a street before my street. We turn around. We go down this street that we're not supposed to be on. Turn around in the cul-de-sac, come back to the stop sign, only to find out that the guy was stopped at the house to the right. We're thinking, you know, maybe he's stopping to watch us. Like, what is he stopping for? He stops gets his stuff out of his car and goes into his house. And so my mom was like, oh, that was his house. I'm like, yeah. And I told her, I'm like, it's a sermon illustration. (laughs) And and I'm not preaching a sermon. Y'all know how I feel. I make no claims to be a preacher. I always say I just love Jesus. But the point of that was we had a goal to get to my house as soon as possible so that she could go to work. I could go to work. I could go home. We could both get some sleep. And she was so focused on what this other guy was doing. So the first focus was, hey, hurry up, dude. You're in our way. We're trying to get home. The second focus was, hey, why are you parking there? We don't know. So we, she turned at the wrong place. And then she realized, hey, He was where he was supposed to be. But while we were looking at him, trying to figure out what he was doing, she got lost on her destination, right? She had to make a turn and got off track for her destination. That's why I titled this podcast, Pay Attention to Your Own Work. We had a clear mission in mind, a clear vision of where we wanted to go. My mom has been to my house a million times. She knows the way. She was looking at this dude who obviously knew his, quote, work. He knew, hey, I'm getting to my house and I'm not even worried about who's behind me because I'm laser focused on where I'm going. So he made it to his destination. We eventually made it to ours, but not without having to detour and get off track. We could have been at home five minutes sooner, which y'all, I need y'all to understand when you've been at the hospital all day, five minutes is like treasured, right? You want to take your time back that you spend at the hospital. And so 
That's my encouragement to y'all. I've been in this place with this podcast. Y'all know we have listeners all around the world, and I'm thankful for what God is doing with this podcast because only He would allow me to use my voice to talk about Him, right? So I want to share with y'all some of the places that are listening to the podcast. I'm just going to give you a snippet, but then I'm going to back it up with something I've been struggling with. So obviously, I'm in the United States. I'm an H-Town girl in Texas. So Houston, Texas is where I am. So we have listeners in the United States, several states. I'm not even going to go down that list. We also have listeners in Jamaica, South Korea, Indonesia, Kenya, Switzerland, Nigeria, Senegal, Trinidad, and Tobago, right? So that's a few of the, the some of the places who are listening to y'all, you know, to the guests that I've had talk about how God has helped me beat the odds to my little anecdotes and stories and words of encouragement. So on one end, it's like, Brittany, how would you have had the opportunity to reach these people had God not opened this door, had God not given you the mission to do this podcast? How else would you have done that? Like you're essentially reaching people all over the world. So that's that. Now, on the other hand, y'all know that I issued a charge between August 20th and September 20th, you know, in light of my cancer diagnosis anniversary to get five-star reviews of the podcast. Y'all want to know how many we got? Zero. (laughs) We got zero. And I could say that because God had to work with me about that because it's not necessarily what it looks like on the ratings or, you know, how many downloads or whatever. I have a good size audience base here. It's about if one person's life is encouraged, if one woman has the courage to keep on going, to surrender her situation to God, it was like God had to deal with me like, hey, is that not enough? Like you're on earth, but you're an eternal citizen. So if one woman has the courage to keep fighting because of a podcast you did or a guest you had on the show, is that not enough for you? What is this about? Is it, I'll refer back to Inka Matthew. She was one of the most listened to episodes of the podcast. Check her out. She talks about trusting God with her business. She has a moment where God very clearly asked her, Inka, is this my business or yours? And I had kind of the same thing because I look at all these podcasts that are super successful. You know, they have all these millions or hundreds of thousands of downloads. All these people listen. And I'm like, Lord, they're not talking about you. Some of them are, you know, it's not that they're talking about bad things. They're not innately bad, right? So one of the ones, I'm not going to say the name, but one of the ones I'm referring to talks about business. And, you know, this huge listener base. And I'm like, really, Lord? Like, this is what we're doing? But God very clearly had to tell me, hey, pay attention to your own work. I gave, perhaps gave them that mission. This is what I've given you. Is it not enough that people all over the world are listening to you talk about me? Get out of your way. Get out of my way, right? Like, let me get out of my own way and... Do what God told me to do. Y'all have heard it said a million times, obedience is better than sacrifice. And so I can't look to the left or right. This is similar to the episode I did about envy, but it's a little deeper because I wasn't necessarily envious of what God was doing in other people and not doing for me. I was sharing this with a girlfriend of mine from church. Any other business that I would have run up until this point, I would have ended it because to me, the monetary return had not been enough. Like if this was any other business, if this was not a God thing, I would have been like, ah, okay, 
pull the plug. This is enough. And God is like, no, no, no. I called you to this. So you may not see the manifestation of what I've called you to, but I know it. You're planting eternal seeds in the hearts of women. Like, what's more important? (laughs) What's more important that you're making money and you can go out and buy all this stuff and not remember it tomorrow or that you perhaps get to tell people about the hope of Christ. So I know I'm belaboring that point, but I want y'all to understand if you are in a place in your business, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, I'm speaking to the entrepreneurs. Y'all know how I feel about that. But if you're in, a, let me speak to y'all first. Entrepreneurs, if you're a female CEO of your business, listen to me. If you're in a place where you're like, God, I'm doing your work, but I don't feel like I'm getting the return that I deserve. Number one, here's number one. Let me drop some actionable strategies on you. Number one, you got to check your ego. Like, check your ego at the door, for real. Because if you ever get to the place where you're going to God and most of the conversation is about you and what he's not doing about you and the business that he gave you, it's an ego issue. So you have to check your ego at the door. And number two, you have to really realize that when God gives you something, number one, it's a gift, right? So when God gives you a business idea, when he gives you like a commitment to the calling that he's placed in your life, it is a gift. And our charge, the way that we use the talents that God has given us is the gift that we give back to him. So he gives us the gift in our lives. He grants us the opportunity to see another day. The way we use our talents, skills, abilities, that's the gift we give back to him. So how dare we be like, oh God, well, I'm looking at all these other people. Let let me go back to my mom. I'm looking at this car turning to the right. What are they doing? What are they doing? And then she's detoured. She's gotten off track. The very same thing can happen to us as women, right? The very same thing can happen to us. It'll take us a little bit longer, like it took my mom, to reach our desired destination or perhaps the destination that God intended us to go to because we look into the left and the right and who's in front of us and who's behind us. And God is like, yeah, but I told you to go here. I ain't tell you to look at where I told her to go. I told you to go here. Oh, sisters, that one was a hard for me today because I, I don't know. It's just really hard for me. Right. I'm just like, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if God made this a million dollar podcast. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I would not be bad at that because All of us want to see the, quote, fruit of our labor, the fruit of our work, right? We all want to see that. But we have to trust that sincerely. Like, we have to really, really trust that if God called us to something, it's an honor to be a a daughter of the king, number one. But if he calls us to something, he's faithful to fulfill whatever it is, the mission he's placed on us. I think I said this in a podcast before, like early on when the podcast launched, it's like God was very clearly telling me, you do the work and I'll do the rest. So what that translated to for me was you show up, you record the podcast, you find amazing women to tell their stories of beating the odds by the grace of God. You do what I told you to do. I'm going to get it to the women who I want to hear it. I'm going to get it to the parts of the world that you could not go to without me. All right, y'all, I'm about to get happy over here (laughs) because I just think about how good God is. And I'm sitting here recording this podcast, y'all. I'm in pain. My breast is still swollen. It's still very sore. The pain is now radiating to my back. But guess what? I'm going to do the work so that he can do the rest because God can do anything but fail. Like he just can't. 
All right. So I'm on my soapbox with that. I think y'all get the picture. Now I want to transition to the podcast, the segment of the podcast. Y'all bear with me. My brain has been a little jumbled since I've been in pain and stuff. Y'all know how that is. This is a social media segment of the podcast that talks about, we take a segment from social media that I feel like can benefit us in some way. So this is coming from Facebook. Like where else would it come from? Y'all know I hang out there. I mean, it's from Levi Lusco. He's a pastor. I think he's in California. I could be wrong. He's a pastor. He's an author all around cool dude, right? He's a cool dude. But he put this post on Facebook and it said, you will never know your cup is overflowing when you have your eyes on someone else's mug. Y'all, y'all know, I feel like I always do that after I read one that's good. I always say y'all and then stop. I was able to like really, really visualize this, right? So I imagine myself sitting at Starbucks, right? Here in America, Starbucks is, is huge. It's always popping, sitting at Starbucks at a table and someone is pouring into my cup, pouring into my cup, but I'm looking at somebody else's cup because their cup is fancier. It's more beautiful. I'm wondering what they have in their cup. Like, oh, did they get a mocha latte? What do they have over there? Is it an espresso? I wonder what's in their cup. My eye is staying on their cup. Now listen to me because I'm going to take this a little bit further than Levi did here. Imagine what would happen If someone's pouring into my cup, it's overflowing. It's hot coffee, y'all. It's hot. Imagine what would happen if I'm looking at them, not focused on the hot coffee being poured into my cup. Y'all know what would happen to me? I would get burned. (laughs) I would experience some pain because I'm looking around at their cup, not seeing what's being poured into mine. It's overflowing in abundance. Like there's more coffee than I could drink right? And it's overflowing. So now it's on me. I'm burned up because I'm looking at the other person's cup. It's a recipe for disaster. And I love that Levi Lusco in this post. Y'all follow him on Facebook. He's really cool. That's L-U-S-K-O, his last name, Levi Lusco. For me, it was a reminder that so many times our cup is overflowing. Like my cup is overflowing with grace that God has given me. His mercies are new today. Like my cup is overflowing, y'all. My cup is overflowing. I went to the speaking engagement a few weeks ago and I was like feeling some kind of way about how do I market myself as a speaker, but I'm talking about Jesus, right? Corporations, universities, organizations, they pay more money for speakers, right? So I'm used to being paid at a certain rate. But me, y'all, I'm going to be honest because I told y'all I would talk about Jesus for free, which is true, but it's also nice to get paid. So these speaking engagements are at a much lower rate than these corporate events, right? So check this out, though. This is how good God is. So I go to my speaking event and it's not nearly the money that I would have made before at a speaking event. But from that one speaking event, I got five other speaking events, like five other people, let me say it like this, five other people reached out to me to speak at events. I have never in my life had that kind of return on one speaking event at a college, university, corporation, organization, never in my life. And even bigger than that, not only did I get these five other opportunities, I also got the opportunity to share about Jesus. Imagine how many people will be at each of these five events. Like, really? Whereas I would talk to one group of maybe, I don't know, a thousand people, right? One group of a thousand people. 
about success and, you know, corporate strategies or whatever before one time get paid a decent amount of money, right? That's 1,000 people. So at this last event, it was about 300. Now multiply that by five. We're at 1,500 now, potentially 1,500 people or more, maybe less, but think about it. 1,500 or more that you get to tell about the goodness and the grace of God. My cup overflows. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. My cup overflows. Like it really does. So I just wanted to share that with you. You know, as far as the social media segment, I did already give y'all the actionable strategies. Check your ego at the door. You know, be thankful for the gift that God has given you in the call that he's placed on your life. Like for real, check your ego because I don't know, like if you're a woman like me, I'm a single mom. I don't know what it's like to ever have someone in your home to help you with your kids. I don't know what that's like. That's what happens when you do things out of alignment with God's will. So I had my kids out of wedlock. I was not married. Neither one of my daughter's dads have been in the house with me to help me raise them and sew into them and do homework and check fevers and all of that, right? But my cup overflows, right? And even in the fact that my cup overflows, it's like I've been telling people, like I look forward to the day when a brother comes and retires his superwoman cape I'm wearing. There were so many times in my life where I was like proud, like, oh, I can do it all. I could do anything. I'm a strong single woman. Like I'm a strong black woman, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I was so proud of that. But now I'm at the place in my life where I recognize, number one, the beauty in being connected to the right man, right? I always say the person that you marry has the power to execute you or elevate you. I want someone that's going to help elevate me. And so, I mean, y'all, I feel like I got off on a tangent there. But my point is, even with looking for someone to retire this superwoman cape, Like, it's like, pay attention to your work. I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling them, I was like, you know what? I feel like God has some things he wants me to accomplish as a single woman. I've been a single mom now for 15 years, but I never took serious the responsibility of accomplishing what God wanted me to accomplish in my life for such a time as this. So I have to pay attention to my work right now. Because I don't know, like, I'm not in a place in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm just so lonely. I want to boo. I'm not like that. But I do know that I require someone to marry me, right? Like, I'm just, I'm not going to be anyone's long-term girlfriend. That's just my frame of thinking right now. But I also know God wants to do something in me because, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how you don't have the commitment of being someone's wife and all the other responsibilities when you're single. And I really feel like that's true. So I'm just like, Lord, whatever work you want me to do right now, let's do it. (laughs) I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I want to wrap up with Galatians 6.4. Y'all know I always, 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 always share with y'all a scripture for you to reference that will help you as you go along this journey. And actually, I pulled the title from the podcast from this particular scripture because I was like, hey, I don't know. It just seemed good to me. I was like, I don't know. I feel like this should be the title. I was going to make my own title. I actually had something else that I wanted to say, but this really stood out to me. So it's Galatians 6.4. I'm going to read it to you in the NASB. Y'all know I often read scripture from the NASB version because it's very similar to the original text, right? So 
I'll do a topic or a podcast on that later. But I'm going to read to you from the NASB, and then I want you to hear from a New Living Translation. So the NASB version, Galatians 6, verse 4, but each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. All right, so that's the NASB version. So now I want to read you the New Living Translation. So Galatians 6, 4, it says, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. That's it, y'all. Like, I feel like I could drop the mic. I'm not going to do that because that would sound horrible in y'all's ears, but that's it. To me, that like the it doesn't even need to be unpacked. You won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Pay attention to your own work, sisters. I'm I'm just going to leave that. Like, I feel like I don't even need to say anything else. I always tell y'all scripture stands within itself. We don't have to add to it or take away. So bless you, sisters, as you go out this week, as we get ready to enter into October and prepare for a season of thanks. And thanks as we approach November and Thanksgiving here in the States. I want to tell y'all for the month of October, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I'm going to have some sisters on the podcast to share their story of kicking cancers behind, but we're not going to just highlight women who have been diagnosed with breast cancer. I have been honored to connect with other women who have been diagnosed with different kinds of cancer. So I want to share with y'all because I feel like as women who are battling breast cancer, like we're the favorites in the community and in the world, but there are so many other of our sisters, you know, who have struggled with, who have fought disease, who have, you know, been connected to people who have lost their lives. And it wasn't because of breast cancer. It was a different, and it was another kind of cancer. So anyways, y'all listen out for that in the month of October. Every guest episode will be someone telling their story. So stay tuned, ladies. That's it for the She Beats It podcast. Until next time, ladies, trust God to help you beat the odds.